Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. On today's episode, ladies, we have Pam Goodwin. She's a second-time guest on our podcast. She was on episode 23. She's a commercial broker based in Texas. On today's episode, she talks a lot about the power of LinkedIn. She has built her connections to 30,000 on LinkedIn. So she talks a lot about how it's helped her build relationships and build her business as well as her investing uh, you know, portfolio. We also talk a lot about her personal journey. She's been personally fighting cancer and what you know, what's coming up for her and how she's been able to move through that gracefully, peacefully, powerfully. She's an inspiration to all of us. So I think you're going to enjoy this, this very tactical episode of just the power of LinkedIn and then getting into Pam's story and, and, and Pam's journey. So enjoy today's episode. I hope you leave inspired and learning at least one thing that you can apply in your business tomorrow. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Did you know that short and medium-term rentals offer double the cash flow compared to long-term rentals? It's true, and rent to retirement just made investing in them easier than ever. Now, you can buy fully turnkey short-term and medium-term rentals that are newly built or renovated, leased, and managed. Maximize your cash flow, appreciation, and equity while rent to retirement takes care of all the rest for you. Plus, their creative financing options, like interest rate buy-downs, can get you a rate in the low fives and... Their investor loans let you buy multiple properties with as little as 5% down. Not 20%, 5% down. But why buy with rent to retirement? They're investors just like you and me and rock one of the highest reputations across bigger pockets with more five star reviews than any other company on our site. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777 to learn more about how you can get started investing with some of the best cash flowing markets today. Welcome to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. So excited to be back with all of you amazing women. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. And we have a fantastic guest today, Pam Goodwin. Pam, welcome to our show. Hi, and thanks again. I love your show. 
And we, uh, we had Pam on episode 23. She's a commercial broker. Uh, and we're going to be talking about social media and a lot of cool things here. We have her back on here. So we're excited. Um, before we get into that, we just like to thank all of you for listening. You have a lot of podcasts, a lot of things you could be consuming these days. And uh, we just appreciate you because we're all about creating a, a safe space for women, helping you live a financially free and balanced life. That is our mission. That is what we fuels us to do all the things we're up to. So uh, as we get into it, Andressa, like we like to connect with our ladies that are listening as we always like to do, right? Yeah. So what's going on with you? The yeah, days, right? Day. What day is today? <laughs> like Monday, Saturday, doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the morning and the sun is out. So that's always a good thing. This morning, I... Um, I love to run and I don't run like every day, but I do. It's one of my, one of my ways I find peace and joy. Um, and I was running this morning and I had a really bad cramp and that's not normal for me. Cause I run a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can run six miles and not have a cramp and I was going to run. I usually run four or five or six. It depends on my mood and timing. So I'm like, I started running and I'm like, I'm going to run six miles today. And then I started to have a cramp. And again, it's just not a normal thing for me. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just do three miles. I'm like, no, I said I was going to do six. I'm going to do six. I'm going to run through the cramp, you know, and, and for those listening, you know, an exercise when you have something that hurts um, and like a cramp, you know, the more you do it, the, it should lessen, right? It should get easier. So I'm like, it'll go away. And then like mile one, it didn't go away. Mile two didn't go away. I'm like, all right, I got to turn around because I run out and I run back with when I do my runs. And I had the cramp the whole time, but I finished. Mm -hmm. Um, I ran about 30 seconds longer each mile, but it got me thinking, um, why did I get a cramp? But besides that thing, but besides that question, it got me thinking about how we, how all of us have to like, we have a goal and sometimes things happen, right? And we're like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want this feeling, whether it's a cramp, whether it's a, a mental thing, but if you have a goal, you, you finish it out. And I felt so good when I did finish. It didn't matter. I ran a little slower and it didn't matter any of those things. Um, and my cramp did subside. It was like kind of quieter as, the, as I did go on. So it just keep persevering, ladies. I know we're all going through a lot right now and it can feel overwhelming sometimes, mm -hmm. but um, the finishing of things feels really good, right? Not so much how much time it took me. And I wasn't like beating myself up and I it ran a little slower than I normally do. I finished. And it felt good. And it, I said I was going to do it and I did it. And that made me feel good. And I think all of us, you know, ladies listening, what can you keep looking at in your own life? Right. And, and You're my think, hero. No, please. I'm not my hero. <laughs> but I just, you know, keep working through those, those frustrations and you, you know, you want to get into real estate or you're growing your portfolio and you have those days that are tough. Keep that goal in mind. Don't lose sight of that goal and just push through that cramp, so to speak, you know, you know, Liz, you remind me of, of one of my very like rough experience, but mindful experiences. So one of those like crazy trainings that you go you spend, you know, a couple of days in the woods doing crazy things. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Right. Yeah. So those, those things I, I participate, um, in New York, in the middle of the woods, uh, camping in the middle of no freaking where, no cell phone, and nothing. <laughs> um, you left, left to left to die, that kind of thing. Yeah, if I die there, <laughs> you know, nobody will find me. Yeah, in a week. So one of the exercises was with like uh, uh, like karate or martial arts trainers, right? And it was right at six a.m. Mm. And we went to bed like 12, 1, mm. 6 a.m., everybody there. And I always had in mind, 
I need to eat first because otherwise my blood pressure goes down. I cannot exercise. If I don't do this, I'm going to have a headache. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> right? But there, I did not have a choice. Mm. So when they said, this training here starts at 6, and you know, you know this like there. They don't give you a schedule, right? You're going to start this training at 6, and it's going to go until 8 or 9. I was like... Wait, we're going to pass out here. This doesn't work. But then the mindset, right? It was a training that involved your child mentally, right? Mm -hmm. The vision of protecting your child, mm. fighting through it. Yeah. And really, it was really intense, physically intense to be honest with you. I was like sweating. Yeah. I did not pass out. I did not have a headache. I, nothing happened to me mm. because my, my mental was like, okay, I'm really into it. If I were to fight to survive or to save my child, that is like secondary, right? So your commitment to run and your commitment of all of you that are home to really fight for something that is bigger than your cramps, bigger than your <laughs> headache, bigger than yeah. anything, right? right? That needs to be bigger. Because if it is not bigger, then the excuses are going to kick in. That's right. Oh, yeah. Just remind me of that time. Good stuff. <laughs> that sounds like a powerful experience, you know? Um, yeah, no, and you got to keep going. So, um, and today's guest is a, is a perfect example of, of just perseverance and, yeah. you know, and keeping going. So, um, I, we're not going to, I'm not going to ask you the first question I ask all of our guests because you are our first, first time guest that we've had back on our show. So, um, you win the award. We don't have an award to give, but I ha we have these cool mugs, everybody. We're going to be selling and giving <laughs> away some cool merchandising. So, Pam, we got to send you a mug or something. But, oh, um, good. <laughs> but the question to you is, uh, and, and for those who are, Again, it's episode 23. Um, you can hear Pam's story. She's a commercial broker, but she's been really amazing at growing her social media presence, like in a big way. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. So I'm curious. So the first question, Pam, is what, what have you been up to since we last have you on? Um, let's, let's, let's go there. And then we'll, we'll segue into just the strategies that you've been implementing to really grow your, what are your LinkedIn profile to uh, connections to like 30,000, right? Something crazy high like that. So, so we have a lot of questions for you. So what have you been up to and what, um, yeah, what do you, what have you been focusing on from a real estate perspective? Let's, let's start there. Well, thanks again for having me. I have to tell you though, I have to tell you out of all of the podcasts that I've done, your podcast, I receive the most people reaching out to me. And so I think what you're doing is amazing to help, you know, women, especially invest in commercial real estate we're based here in Dallas, Texas, and I started my business, you know, 14 years ago, and we primarily invest in single tenant net lease properties. So we'll buy land and then do a build a suit or ground lease for Walgreens, Chase, McDonald's type tenants. And we've been doing that. Also lately have been doing a lot more consulting work with my more than 30 years of experience now in commercial real estate. I really like you know, a lot of people have ideas of wanting to get into commercial real estate. A lot of people in residential want to get into commercial, but they have no idea. So last year we launched a TV show, Learning Commercial Real Estate. And you can find that on Propelio TV. And we go from 
talking to your economic development director to how do I find, I teach how to do one deal and make a million dollars on one deal. It's definitely possible on just one single tenant properties. For example, buying land, doing a ground lease with McDonald's 10 year lease and then selling that to an investor. So been working on that. But yeah, we've just been really busy helped a lady, you know, get a $3.3 million SBA loan. She wanted to develop senior living. So Mm. if you have an idea, I mean, you know, we kind of have three categories at our company, but we do, you know, three different ways to make money. So we do the brokerage, um, Texas broker, and then we do the consulting work, and then we do development. So it's kind of like, you know, short-term money, medium, and then the development can take longer time. So we've been really busy, and then I've been teaching and speaking all over the country, which has been really fun and really trying to help, especially women, take the risk to invest in commercial real estate. I deal with 99% men in commercial real estate and lately have been really helping a lot more women invest in real estate, and I love it. I love it too. That's, that's awesome. And yeah, commercial even more than residential is so, is so uh, male dominated. So in terms of your own social presence, right. And, and social media presence, social presence, social presence, social media presence, um, you have grown significantly, especially on LinkedIn. And I know that obviously the whole adage of making sure you know where your avatar is, right. Your customer is, who are you looking to attract knowing where they are? And then obviously building, building that social presence, that social media presence there. But how did you go through the process? How did you begin saying, you know, I want to really build my social media presence and I want to do it here. And this is how I'm going to do it. And then getting to that kind of scale of, of presence is pretty amazing. So that's what I think would be a great way to like begin the, begin the dialogue here. Cause that's, that's what's on my mind is how'd you start with figuring out where to go, how to do it, you know, strategy, all those sort of things. So I actually met someone, I'd have to look it up, but it's probably been about five years now, five years. And I have to give full credit to Debbie Saviano who taught a class on LinkedIn and then got me hooked. And so everybody has a different philosophy with LinkedIn and I'm LinkedIn really gets me the most business opportunities and been able to grow that everyone's a little bit different on how they feel about connections. And I feel like I connect with every single person who wants to connect with me. I mean, unless they look pretty creepy or kind of strange, but um, (laughs) they're going to like kill you in the middle of the night. Then you're like, no, we're not going to (laughs) connect. I know. And then I'll get a private message. You have a nice smile. I'm like, "Ah, okay. (laughs) I'm sure we get all those. Right. Um, You know, anyways, I'm like, you know, mother of, you know, two college and been married. We're celebrating our 23rd wedding anniversary tomorrow, but it seems so funny to get some of those messages. Um, And so anyways, I do connect with everybody and LinkedIn has a max of 30,000 that you can connect to. And so now people follow me and I've really learned a lot over the last four to five years on um, how to, you know, how to build a following and all that. And it's nice. Just, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, but for 2020, I just got, you know, retail influencer through Globe Street real estate magazine. So Mm. I got got recognized for that. But I I just really want to encourage everyone that they should definitely be 
I use all four platforms, LinkedIn. I'm really starting. I like Instagram a lot. Facebook, I, I don't really use too much for business and Twitter, even though I have almost 45,000 followers or, or I hardly get any engagement on that. But LinkedIn, I, I've had to, like, I encourage everyone, you have to play around with it. You have to see what I think I'm going to get the most likes on. I get like two or three. And then when I'm hesitant about posting something, I'll get more than a hundred likes. For example, if you want me to give some examples yeah. of what I feel, mm -hmm. what works and what doesn't, what has yeah. worked for me. Um, so I posted a guy, I was at a real estate event and he was wearing a sign around his neck. If you need real estate money, contact me. And I posted that and I just got like thousands and thousands of views. It was so funny. And then I'll post something that I think, you know, is interesting, like I said, and, and not get that much. But it's, if you're, you know, I'll post stuff if I'm out and I think is interesting. And so I posted one, I saw an old grocery store being converted into self-storage. So I just did a quick videos. Videos always get the most views. Just do a quick 30 second video of that to give people other ideas. Hey, I have a grocery store. I didn't even think I could put a self storage in there, you know, and it's doing stuff like that. Right. So I think that LinkedIn, right, uh, for a long period, LinkedIn was like a, a platform where we can put our curriculum, like our professional curriculum. And then you start talking about, you know, there was a transition that happened with LinkedIn more towards a platform to connect with people. So in terms of the connection, how can you make that connection personable? Because you're still talking, you're still um, communicating with 30,000 people or whatever that number might be. But how can you make that connection, not just on LinkedIn, but in other platforms as well? very personable, but it's still uh, professional and from the standpoint that you are a business, not like you, Pam. So a lot, uh, you know, there's so many people on LinkedIn that will just send you, you know, you connect with them and then automatically five seconds later, you get information about their company mm -hmm. and it all, and I'm just like, I don't even know who you are, but it all comes down to, you still have to build a relationship with people and send them a personal message on LinkedIn that you've looked something up. So they'll say, oh, hi, Pam, I see you went to the University of Nebraska. I'm also a big Cornhusker fan. So that they know that they, I know that they read my LinkedIn and I'll instantly read it. I'd like to meet with you to, I'm interested in commercial real estate and I'd like to meet with you, you know, blah, blah. And that's more engaging to me than someone sending a long form. Hey, look at this. This is what our company does. <laughs> so <laughs> it all comes down to building relationships just like you would in person and, you know, letting them know how you can help them or why you're reaching out to them and just really look at their LinkedIn. So it's funny that sometimes I receive like this standard message. I think that they just do like control C, control V. <laughs> copy and paste like oh I see you invest in real estate and here's 
my company, check out how can I lend you for, I don't know, five points, 25% or whatever yeah. that might be. Do you get that? And I, I don't even waste my time with that. And I think that people are just like, oh, this is how I am connecting with people. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're really not connecting at all. So how can, can be, how can we just connect with, with the person in a, in a sense that you are still getting to know the person, but not being creepy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you still need to build that relationship. Don't you? Right. It all, it all definitely still comes down to building that relationship. So I, if I connect with someone, I do a personal, like I said, going back to letting them know that you have read their LinkedIn information and putting something in that message that relates to them. Like I mentioned, I'm a big University of Nebraska Cornhusker fan since I went to college there and finding that connection on something on their LinkedIn and then putting that in the message and start to build that relationship. That's how I, if I automatically get a, you know, form message, I'm like you, I don't read it at all. And I also wanted to, I think we were also talking about on LinkedIn, how important it is to put your contact information. So many people, I cannot even find their email. I can't find their phone number to call them, (laughs) what company they work for. But the biggest thing is just your email so that I can, you know, it's not even up to date or it's your personal one. You really need to spend some time on your profile. And the biggest thing is make sure your picture looks like if you were to walk into a meeting or a Starbucks meeting, they instantly recognize you and make sure that profile at the top heading tells exactly how you're helping people or, or what you do so they can instantly know how you can help them. Let me take a step back too, because I think, you know, where my mind is, is that I assume the value of LinkedIn, right? I assume why someone would be on LinkedIn, but you know, you know, I think a lot of people listening aren't really sure. They, they might have a profile, they're not active, or they just, you know, they might post something once in a blue moon, or, and then they leave it at that. So why LinkedIn? You know, as, as, as the, you know, the women listening, they either are starting out, they have a growing portfolio, they're scaling their portfolio, they're transitioning in real estate, um, commercial, residential, what have you. But why, why LinkedIn? What's the benefit, right? What, what's in it for them to get more active on LinkedIn? I think that's a conversation that a lot of people still have in their minds. They have a profile, but they're just not too active and there's something holding them back. Not just time, right? We, we you know, need to be a little more like motivated to do it. So what have you seen to be the benefits, the, you know, what, what can come out of it beyond the building of the relationships? Well, the top benefits for me is that I've been able to get so many speaking engagements through it. I, you know, from people seeing me, I might post that I speak on learning about commercial real estate and they're like, Hey, Hey Pam, I'd like to have you come speak to our group and and do it. Okay. Um, I post my properties if I'm looking for, you know, someone to buy the asset or I may be looking for a tenant. I post those opportunities. So, you know, those are just a couple examples, but no matter what business you're in, and if you're a corporate business and you work for a national, you know, corporate, especially public company, you definitely have to get approval on what you can and can't post. But a lot of people that are in real estate, you know, you 
definitely need to be doing some videos of some properties or if you need help on a pro project, sometimes I need funding and I'm looking for funding on it. But there's, you know, all those different kind of opportunities that are out there and you definitely need to be using it. Yeah, I was just going to say that we, um, you know, we've, we've talked about in the past that, you know, where, do, where does your customers live? And if you are looking to raise money and look at creatively financing deals, which everyone is in the business of right now, right? The, the deals are going to be galore. There's going to be tons of opportunity as where our economy shifts to. And the banks are like, just a little tough to deal with right now and what have you. So private money and privately getting creatively in your financing of your and funding of your deals is going to become increasingly important. So I always say that, you know, the folks that know you in the corporate, in the corporate world, and I'm, 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 I have to do a better job at this, know you in that way and have a job. You know, they have, they're, the, they're potentially the passive investor or the passive partner or the person that doesn't want to leave their day job. They like their job. They're happy with their W-2 income and they just want to, you know, get involved in real estate on the side. That's where they are. That's where those folks are. And that's if you're looking to ramp up that side of your business, you know, they're not on Instagram as much. They're on LinkedIn. That's, that's the professional kind of, you know, angle. So not that they're not in Instagram at all, but I think, I think real estate investors undersell the power of LinkedIn because as we get into what we really need or want in our businesses, those people are probably in like, they're probably hanging out on LinkedIn. I don't know. I could be wrong, but and there, one other thing on LinkedIn that I'm not sure a lot of people are aware of, but you can go into the separate groups. So I will go into the single tenant net lease property. There's different groups on those and post information on those select groups. So besides the LinkedIn, if you want to get someone's intention, you know, you can just post on that individual group and then use special hashtags also. And then another way, there's so many of the corporate Starbucks, you know, any of the tenants that are on there that I always tag them too on if I'm talking about their product or property. And then the other thing on, you know, other ways of social media on Facebook and especially on Instagram, I follow a lot of the national retailers on there or my local small businesses. Or if I'm, I've been able to have better luck reaching out to people, sending them a private message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even if I have a shopping center or retail center, I'm trying to lease or a tenant I'm trying to get, they'll respond quicker to me on that. than if I'll even send an email or if I'm looking for the real estate manager, you know, or if they're interested in another location, doing a private message mm -hmm. on the social media, they respond a lot quicker on that than they do an email. Yeah. That's, sending interesting. Them a quick video. That's interesting though, because I think that the, there's a shift of um, taking seriously when somebody really messages one another through um, DMs, uh, through social media instead of email, because as you're saying, you get their response quicker instead of emails that might be going to a spam or, or somewhere else. So there is this whole new world of communication that how can you really reach your goal? So are you saying that based on your experience, not just the response itself, but you know, a longer conversation with those tenants and retail, did you get really across your point or reach your goal quicker? Do, doing the, the social media, um, using the social media channels instead of the emails? 
I find it a combination of the two, you know, works best from either doing it on social media. If they don't respond on that, then go back to email or do a creative video, something to get their attention. Cause as we all know, we're bombarded in every different way. And some, you just have to figure out which way they're going to respond on what you're looking for and try different ways. So at least we have different options out there. Yeah. I remember when I was cold calling and reaching out to folks when I was really trying to get in um, as a consultant and I would do like the sandwich approach. So I'd email them, I'd call them and then I'd email them within like probably like a couple of days. And that was always my little strategy, but like this whole, I feel like that was, that's kind of old school, right? I mean, you know, I, I feel like there's so many other ways to touch people in terms of what you're saying. And, and, and I think the multiple touches is the key here. So if you're trying to hold, get someone's attention, you know, sending them a note or like, Hey, you know, it's just not going to work. You got to try them a few different ways. Like, you know, so smoke screens, whatever you got to do, you know, but um, yeah, it's the multiple approaches I think is what we need to do consistently, right. To get in front of someone. Right. They always, I mean, you want to be top of mind for people. And so by doing the different platforms is a key. So when they want to hire you as a consultant, as a broker, as a developer, they're like, who are they going to hire? That's the person that, you know, they've thought of that, you know, has a lot more exposure that they keep remembering. Yeah. And I think that when people, I'm sorry, Liz. No, no problem. I also think that when, when they get approached, right, I, let's say I receive an email from you, Pam, the first thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to Google you. I'm going to go to your social media and do my due diligence before I even respond, right? So sometimes we, we're growing our Facebook community and we have a lot of people uh, joining. I look at their profile, I do. And not because you ask to join that I'm going to accept it. I'm sorry. That's not the case that we created some criteria that we go through. But believe me, if I see that your profile has pictures of nothing plus nothing like weird things, like why you're just not a good fit. So right. I think that how, right. How we present ourselves out there in, all shapes and forms because you never know you know how your your how you're going to share your personal stuff too it's going to how that's going to show up but before people respond to you everybody is googling so we just need to make sure that our online lives and businesses are a representation a true representation of who we truly are yeah Other than that, how they're going to even spend their time answering your email? Why would they? Right. Because a lot of people, yeah, like you said, will definitely go to social media and everybody asks you, you know, how many, you know, what your profile is, name. So you need to keep that consistent on every platform to, to have the same name to have the same picture. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to Instagram or so, you know, LinkedIn, you, they'll see Pam Goodwin has her picture. All four of them are the same on every one so that they know, they know that that's who you are and you have to be consistent. And I found out on social media to be really authentic and to be yourself is really what people want to see. I mean, they call it, you know, fake book and stuff like that. I wanted to give an example, you know, as you know, just 
diagnosed with breast cancer in October. And, you know, I do social media a lot. And I was really kind of hesitant about telling my story on LinkedIn. I went back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, I don't really want to talk about it, but I really want to put the word out there for women to get 3D mammograms instead of 2D mammograms. And so I posted it and I just looked it up today and I watched Brene Brown. I was watching her Netflix and watched her yeah. documentary on having courage. And I do have yeah. a lot of courage, except when it comes to some, you know, dealing with something like mm. this, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to post this about my journey. I didn't know if LinkedIn was the place. I almost kind of apologize because mm. I know it's for business, but I didn't want people to think, okay, here's Pam who posts a lot. And then all of a sudden she goes away. Like what the heck happened to her? <laughs> and, you know, and I, didn't, you know, kind of shared my journey on it. And I, I was blown away and overwhelmed with the responses that I got. I, you know, I was hesitant and but I, I wanted to say though, but the one that received, and I've been doing this for five years, when I finished my chemo on April 1st, I posted it. And to date I have 1,129 likes on it, on that post, 190 comments and 30,374 views on that. And it just goes to show you, tell your story, be authentic, you know, and really get, get out there and use social media and let people know exactly who you are so they can like and trust and want to do business with you. And if you're going through something, you know, kind of, you know, you can let people know too that you are human. If you don't respond right away, or, you know, it was hard for me to, write comments because it was actually hard to type or to think clearly, mm -hmm. but just so people know who you are and just really be authentic. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the women listening to this show right now. Right. And I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking, you know, telling your story of why you're investing in real estate, you know, why um, the reasons behind it, the benefits, the, the challenges, the good, the bad, the ugly um, is what people want to know. You know, like how to build a house and how to flip a house or, you know, it's, it's stuff they can Google, right? It's stuff they can literally Google, buy a book. It's not like, it's not that you shouldn't share that stuff, but sharing your story, you know, from your perspective and from where you're sitting is, is really what people want to hear. So I love that. I think it's a great place to start versus how do I get more active on social media? That is a good question. And that is an important question we want you to get out of today's episode. It's actually not the first question though, because if you get more authentic and you say, okay, what, what am I working through? What's the story here? You know, about just authentically real, then you can start to say, how do I position that and share that with the world? Okay. I can do it here on LinkedIn. And, and, and what would the reason, the purpose of that be? Okay. it would be for these reasons, not to get the likes or the comments, but just like you said, just to show up and share who you are. And I think that's, what's going to differentiate all of us, right? It's going to differentiate each of us if we just keep showing up and not only showing up, but actually getting clear on our story, you know, cause I think we all have a story. I do believe every woman listening has a story. I don't know if mm -hmm. everyone can articulate that story um, as well as, you know, some of us can. So, you know, we all can kind of get better at that. So that's just, you know, getting quiet, journaling, you know, getting, getting real. Like, what am I doing this for? You know, who am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? You know, just wanted to share that. I, I think um, that, you know, going back to Brene Brown, right? She says that if you're not in the arena, mm -hmm. I don't really care about what you think, <laughs> what your opinion is and things like that. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make your moves count. Bought a rental? That's a move. Made some serious stock gains? That's a move. Quit your job to go full-time on your side hustle? That's a move. Relocated for a fresh start? Okay, that's literally a move. Your moves made a big difference in your life last year. Now it's time to make the most of your moves. Whether you moved on from a job, made moves in your own business, did some side hustling, or house flipped your way to financial freedom, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction that you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy, and getting your max refund guaranteed. Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. TurboTax will make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. So for a lot of the ladies that are listening to us right now, they're, they're concerned or whatever you want to name, but they're cautious about going to the arena, right? Because the, the, all the generations back did not play in the arena. Majority of the women, we were sitting around, you know, we still have laws that in some states that uh, if women wants to get a loan, they have to have permission from their husbands. If, uh, you know, still, right, 2020, we still have that. We still have so many different things. And now women are called to stand and to express. There's a cost for that. And I think that that's the major concern because not that we are not prepared, but how about if we are not liked or if we get a criticism or if, you know, if there's, you know, a hundred thumbs up and two thumbs down, we're like, wait a minute for those two people. Yeah. Who, don't, who doesn't like me? Yeah. <laughs> or those two people that they didn't like it. What they didn't like it? Should I message them? Like, oh my gosh. So for you, Pam, did you, did you have those thoughts about like, oh my gosh, how about if, you know, I don't want to get into this online battle and trying to prove my point across but people have different opinions, different thoughts. So did you, did you measure those risks when, when you, you know, exposed yourself as a whole? Definitely, you know, being in some format of real estate now for more than 30 years, I've always kind of, you know, protected myself or had, you know, a little on the cautious side. And it, it is pretty amazing though, once you're diagnosed with, you know, cancer that you become so much more authentic. I feel like I was always authentic, but now I have the attitude of, 
I couldn't care less what people say, you know, to a degree. I did a vision board for the first time. Thank goodness my good friend Jody Wallace does an amazing job. I haven't done a vision board in a long time and decided to take her class and do it. And my word is determined for mm-hmm. 2020. But yeah, being a female, being a woman, you're always kind of always thinking about mindset of what people are saying or thinking about you. And we'll look at those two people that didn't do that. But it, you, you know, you just have to take the risk. You have to have the courage. You have to put yourself out there. If you're, I, I mean, I've always been authentic. You know, people know when they talk to me, I give it to them straight on. There's no, there's no really BS and I don't fluff things over. I guess because I've been in, you know, this industry for a long time, there's really no faking in that. But I just want all the women to know to, do something that gives you that courage. Just do that one thing that you're like, there's no way I would ever post this or do this or do that. But let me tell you, the minute that you do, you do that and you get it out there, you know, it, it feels so good. And it gives you that confidence to do, you know, one step at a time and more and more. But, it, it, you know, it's taken me some time too, like you said, but, you know, just really be authentic and be yourself because that's really what people, you know, if you open up to them, they'll open up to you and real relationships is key. Yeah. I love that. You know, and, and the other, the other side of it all too, is I've been kind of in my head thinking about different things you've been saying about social media has been like, what are the apps or tools or how do you, how do you keep yourself like scheduled? You know, cause there's a lot of things, right. Competing at our, for our attention. Are there certain apps that you've implemented that, help like, I don't know, push out the content to these different, you know, different, I know there's different, you know, those techniques out there. I don't know all of them to be honest with you, but I just know people are busy and you get overwhelmed by all of it. So you're like, okay, what's a simple way I can maybe implement consistency with LinkedIn and is it, and also consistency. Do you want to be consistent? Um, I would imagine, yes, just like every platform. I'm just not as familiar with, with, you know, LinkedIn as I am others, but, uh, yeah. So how do you keep it all straight? Do you have any tools or tricks or any of those, uh, you know, strategies that you implement that help you stay focused? I, I use, I mean, I did hire someone to help me with my social media at the beginning. That's good. And, and then I did realize that, and a lot of people reach out to me all the time daily wanting to do my social media for me. And then I'll look at their platform and they'll have like a thousand people on Instagram and, you know, 50 people on LinkedIn and 800, whatever, you know, and I'm like, and you're claiming to be an expert and you want me to hire you. And I have a lot more than you. So I really think spend 30 minutes a day on your social media, pick a time, whatever's better morning, afternoon. And I just recommend doing it yourself. There's a lot of national pet day, national coffee day, if that interests you, but you know, do something that's in your business that you think you're, it will help your ideal client. And I would just recommend doing it yourself. And if you don't want to do it daily, you know, try out once a week, try it and then step it up and see what kind of react, you know, reaction you get. And you just have to just really test it out. And I advise just do it yourself for now. I mean, you don't need to really hire someone. So that would be my recommendation. Yeah. And the idea of experimenting and testing things, right? I mean, Justin and I have been 
doing that. And we're like, sometimes we, you know, I, I think as women, we want to get it right. We want to be like, this is the right thing. We're implementing this, we're doing this. And then it's like, okay, let's just try it. Let's, let's, let's experiment here. Let's test it. See if it gets the, you know, and I think that there's something to be said for that. Uh, it's, it's very, and we tweak it, right. And obviously you tweak it and you adjust, but, uh, us women want to get it right. We want to get it right the first time, I think, in a lot of ways. So social media is all about experimenting and having to be a little, little flexible on all that, too. Yeah, and then if you're, if you're looking for something like, you know, when I post stuff on why people now during this time need hopefully cash flow properties, and if you have money to invest, now is the time. And so someone saw me post that, and he created a pro-athlete mastermind. He wants to help pro athletes, they don't know where to go, what type mm. of, you know, where to go invest in properties. They have money, oh. but they don't know how to find people like us, how to find That's available great. properties. So by, you know, him seeing me post on my different social media, he reached out to me, he says, Pam, you're the single tenant net lease guru. We'd like to have you. And so I did a, you know, that call this oh, week. That's awesome. it, it was myself and 11 men and eight former professional athletes telling their story. Yeah, it was nice. I, you know, I'm always used to being the only female in the group, but this, this was nice. And so eight former professional athletes telling their stories of they have money to invest, but they don't know where to go to. And so that's another opportunity that came up. It's amazing. Yeah. Just being consistent and getting, getting your, your word, you know, your, your story out there, you know, right. That's what we're talking about. So uh, this is great. I think, I think the call to action, not that we have to do this on every episode, but the call to action is to brainstorm and write down your story, ladies, write it down. I don't care how much experience you have, but write it down, get really connected to it emotionally, and then start thinking about what, what might be, a, how do I step up my social media presence, choose a platform whether you're doing it or not now, just how do I, how do I step it up and really get my story out there connect authentically with my audience and who I'm looking to get after like that. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a call to action. So I need to say that to our audience because I'm feeling it. So where can the ladies listening, uh, Pam, learn more about you and all the great stuff you're up to. So definitely connect with me on all the social media platforms on LinkedIn. And you can also email me at Pam at PamGoodwin.com. My website's PamGoodwin.com. And definitely reach out to me, but I'm on Twitter. I go in on Instagram. It's Pam Goodwin, C-R-E. That's commercial real estate, C-R-E, Pam Goodwin, C-R-E on the different platforms, but just Pamela Goodwin on LinkedIn. Awesome. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. You heard them before, Pam. Maybe you have new things to add into it. I bet you do. Uh, so the first one is, what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have a bookshelf full of them. I'm, I'm more into audio books now, but I'm reading um, the Sharon Lecter, The Three Feet from Gold, hmm. that one you know, getting some good valuable information as far as not giving up too soon is mm. the key on that. All of us, you know, not all of us, I should say, but sometimes you feel like giving up and right before you reach that goal, you're three feet away and you turn around. <laughs> and so that, that book has been, I'm reading that right now. I'm more into audio books these days. 
Yeah, same here. <laughs> so the second question is, uh, what's the most powerful routine that you're doing right now to live a financially free and balanced life? Definitely working out. I don't know how many miles Liz runs, but yeah, I used to run a lot more, but I am on every single day looking for properties to acquire. And so I spend every single day driving around is still key to finding those hidden opportunities and then people reaching out to me that have properties, but you have to get out and find those properties and every single day, you know, to achieve that financial freedom. Awesome. And which woman famous or not has inspired you the most? Oh, I'm going to have to go with my mom. <laughs> Love my mom. She's actually here with me and has supported me my entire career, my entire life. And she's just absolutely wonderful. And so she's celebrating a birthday on Monday and love that. So, but she's been a huge inspiration and always encouraging me to take the biggest risk my entire life and my biggest supporter oh. and my biggest cheerleader. So she's just fabulous. But I have a lot of women. I have a lot of women. I could go on and on of how many have inspired me. I have a fabulous group of women with our deals in heels with more than 60 women in commercial real estate here that we meet monthly and just, you know, fabulous friends and everything you're, you know, you two are doing for the investing community for the women, I think is just an outstanding platform. Well, thank you, Pam. We appreciate you so much. We're so glad you're, you're feeling better and doing better and just rocking and rolling with, with the growth you're experiencing. So thank you, for, thank you for being on our show again. We're happy to have you again. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to getting a mug from you. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. You two are just, I think you're just wonderful, seriously, of what you're doing. Thank and you. And my favorite podcast and my favorite platform for women to invest. I think more women need to invest and, you know, they just need to take action. It always drives me crazy when they don't take action and they're so scared and they don't have the confidence. And so this platform showing other women doing it gives them that inspiration. So yeah. I think I just love you too. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And we are, you know, we're cooking our membership because uh, people always ask us, okay, what's next? How can I get the confidence? I, I want a roadmap and I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed and I need accountability too because I also don't want to do it by myself. So we're preparing that for you because we heard all of you guys that, you know, reach out to us. So stay tuned. It's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Pam. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye now. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.